And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. Wah, wah, wah. I'm Kevin here alongside my sister Mary. How you What's doing? up, everybody? She's excited because this is this is it, guys, for the, the office. Finale. This is the last episode. This is the last time you'll hear me say names like Andy Bernard, Jim Halpert, Thank God for that Michael one. Scott. Yeah, fuck Andy Bernard. Aaron <laughs> Hannon and Plop. <laughs> but so this is the finale of The Office, season nine, episode twenty-three. However, before we start, Bear, do you want to just tell them what we talked about uh, in the last two episodes? Absolutely, guys. The last episode we talked about season twenty-one, uh, or I'm sorry, season nine, episode twenty-one, "Live in the Dream," where basically um, Jim and Pam are like in their like little honeymoon phase because Jim's officially quitting athlete and he's taking time away, we should say. From athlete to From work athlete, at Dunder Mifflin full yes, time again. To yeah. focus on his marriage because that's what's important. Um, Andy thinks that being an actor is going to get him anywhere and not even an actor, just an entertainer. Yeah, right? just oh, famous. Yeah, just he famous. just wants fame. He's so oh. I hate him. So basically, um, he shits on David Wallace's car after he flounders and goes back and forth on whether or not he should quit. And Dwight gets his black belt from Sensei uh, Billy. Billy, yeah. And uh, he does his little ceremony in the office. And he gets promoted to manager of Dunder Mifflin Scranton. These 40-minute episodes, like it feels like there's so much packed into what you're saying. I know. <laughs> and that's why and I'm this like, one, kinda... Yeah, this one tonight's 50 minutes, so and I got to cover it. So sit Yay. back. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you dodged a fucking Yeah, board. I did. Um, and Andy sings a fucking song on his guitar named Lorelei to say goodbye to everybody. Um, then at the end, Daryl's like, yo... Jim, we got an offer. Athlete's going to be sold and blah, blah, blah. We're going to travel the country in three months and pitch it everywhere. And Jim's like, nah, man. It's not my life. I'm not about that life anymore. Yeah. But Pam overhears it and... Uh, She's all sad and forlorn. You can tell. Yeah. And then in ARM, <laughs> um, D- Dwight is now regional manager and he offers assistant to the regional manager position to Jim, which he accepts. And so basically it's just Jim... Falling back into his old ways of tomfoolery and basically pranking Dwight, but this time not in a malicious way. No, in a like wink, wink, like he's yeah, serious and Dwight way. buys into it. Yeah, yeah, in a playful way, and basically Dwight offers himself the role of assistant to the assistant to the man, regional manager. Mm. So basically, Jim's assistant. So Jim is just gonna pass the buck off to his assistant, which is Dwight. Yes. Um, but it was really fun, actually. <clears throat> also, Pam has a nervous breakdown because she wonders if Jim is really happy. Oh, yeah, I totally didn't it write matter. any of that, that in there. <laughs> um, and Jim gives Pam, like, this DVD that the crew makes for him of, like, not enough for me. You're, You're everything. everything. Yeah. And hearts across America melted all at once, including their panties. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Arts and pants. You beat me to that. Yeah. Yep. And that brings us into season nine, episode twenty-three finale. Kevin, yeah. take her away. Oh, dude, no. All right. So it's the cold open, and it's one year later. Yes. One year later, and <laughs> PBS is following them around for bonus footage for the DVD that they will give away as a gift on pledge. That's gonna be a pledge gift. Yeah. yeah. So uh, as Dwight is driving, we see a Oscar Martinez for state senate sign yeah. on the side of the road. <laughs> Uh, Dwight is getting married the next day after the Where Are They Now program mm-hmm. that uh, all the people from the office are going to meet up for like a meet and greet kind of symposium. Yeah, it's going to be like a... 
like question a, and answer type yeah. of deal. Like an inside the actor's and studio. I, they don't say it directly, but I assume this is at the Scranton theater. Cultural Center? Yeah, they, okay, yeah. He just said a local theater. But, but like they, don't they show the... Masonic the Temple. They actually show the Cultural Center from the outside. I think they show a... Ex- I, I didn't catch that. I think they show a... Sh- uh, not external. What's the thing? A shot. Uh, oh my God. An not external. outside. External. Maybe... No, there's a term and I'm forgetting it. Fuck it. <laughs> no, that, not outside ex- shot? Not, not, there's another term for it that's more technical. Um, Exterior scene? No, ah, fuck. All right. Anyway, they're going to be doing this symposium. Yeah. Meet and greet, question and answer with fans of the show, and he hasn't seen Kevin since he let him go. So dun, now, dun, dun. now we get a clip of I or Dwight walking into the conference room with three cakes on a trolley. Yeah, they're massive. Like these they are. are thick, motherfuckers. Oh, those look delicious. Like Buddy, what's his name was making these? Buddy Velastro. Velastro. Yeah. The guy Big who boss. the guy whose eyes are bugging out as he stares into the camera and yells, "I can't believe I got this much frosting on it." <laughs> this fucking guy. He's like a real Aww. life Oompa Loompa. <laughs> But um, Dwight's better than Duff Goldman. I love Duff. Well, Duff Goldman. We but... always say here, Duff unhinges his jaw to eat cake. Seriously, and he looks like Theodore from Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> He's real life. But um, he procreated. He had a baby this year. Did his he? Wife is. He got married, and his wife is pregnant. Is, is he one of those guys? Because he looks like he's like 50. Oh, she's like... She's like she a, looks like she's like 24. Yeah, the, yeah, these celebrity chefs are like rock stars now. They really Bobby are. Flay is just tearing through the <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay is a committed man. He's got like is five it? kids with his wife. Does he? Yeah. yeah. And they all have mouths like you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking twatting. Nah. Anyway. He's very good with children. <laughs> well, yeah, he's always like, oh, you did, you burnt the toast. I'm so sorry. You're going to do a great job. Exactly. And then but, he's calling with pe- adults, he's like, you fucking banani yeah. head. You fucked up the risotto. <laughs> like, you know. I've been on a Kitchen Nightmares kick lately. I've never watched it. See, our dad so met fun. Robert Irvine from, yeah. uh, was it Restaurant Impossible? Yeah. He met him because our father works in the restaurant at Biz. Yeah. And uh, apparently he's a really nice guy. Also married a professional wrestler. Really? Ms. Which one? Gail Kim. I don't know if you're familiar no. with her. She's awesome. Hmm. But that's Ms. Robert Irvine now. They huh. met on like a celebrity cooking show. Where, Interesting. Like, they had like WWE ladies and right Robert there. Irvine. And you know, he's built like a real he man. Is, he's jacked. His arms are the size of my thighs. So. <laughs> but uh, Anyway. Yeah, so the cakes are in there. I, or Dwight is like putting icing on them. And the one is for Stanley's retirement. He's Yay. retiring. I love how he's like, I've been waiting for this day since I was 18 years oh, old. haven't we all? <laughs> Kevin is just fired. It <sighs> says, leave now. Get and out. Everybody's like, oh, like, oh, come on, Dwight, why? And he goes, give me one legit reason I shouldn't fire him. Yeah, based and, on his merits. Yeah, and nobody can, like, figure one out. And then the, they're like, well, Toby will help him. And Dwight fires Toby, too. <laughs> So uh, the show opens proper. Toby. Oh, Toby. It's been nice. They made him into such a weird human being in these really? last two seasons. Honestly. Uh, Jim bikes into work, and out in the parking lot, Dwight has yoga with okay. everybody. Yeah. I did write a comment. Okay. Let's hear it. Jim is biking to work to avoid morning sex. Is that what I got out of that? Because he said it's cheaper than a vasectomy. Oh, no, no because um, the way you sit on the bike. Okay, I got yeah. really confused by that. I was like, "So is, are they trying not to have another kid? So he's just avoiding having no, sex no, no." With his he's wife? like, "Cause like you know, like they say, no, when you I ride a horse now. bareback or whatever." Yeah, yeah. Now, now I get it. Yeah, it's the uh, trauma. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go with that, the testicular torsion. Yeah. Uh, so Pam, we get talking about from Jim. Pam did her mural, yeah. the Irish ladies or whatever, 
And while they're doing yoga, Angela and Pam are talking about Meredith, who has orangutan feet. Oh, my God. They she are... looks great, though. Well, yeah, she's, like, skinny all of a sudden. Skinny. She's got some brunette hair. I wonder if that's a wig. That's a, that's a wig. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and she's also orange. Did she get tan? Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, there's new faces in the office, and old faces, as we see Devin has been the rehired. The hobo! <laughs> yeah, he's been rehired after Creed faked his death in the Baylor the day after the, <laughs> the documentary, documentary aired. And they found out that he was a member of the grassroots rock band back in the 60s, and that he also dealt drugs, uh, stole weapons-grade LSD from the military, and it, <laughs> he was in the trade for uh, extinct, or endangered species meat. Yes, oh my god, that's like... That is, like, the most fitting way for Creed Bratton to leave that show. <laughs> it's perfect. Honestly. So then we get Phyllis, who, there's a new guy across the desk, because Stanley retired, mm-hmm. and it's basically a rehash of uh, new, st- or, yeah, new Stanley, or fake Stanley, remember? Fake Stanley, yeah. Yeah, it's... This guy reminds me of, like, a young Dave Chappelle, though. Kinda, yeah, he kinda does look like him. And she's just, like, feeding him to fatten him up like oh, Stanley. Oh, yeah, she's like, oh, here, I try some of my fudge. He's like, I think I gained some weight since I've been here. And she's like... Oh, you can afford it. Like She's like the witch from Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> she, oh, totally. She's fattening him up. So uh, Jim is with the guys in the conference room. They're planning the bachelor party for Dwight. Zeke is there as well. Zeke slash... The high-pitched Amish guy. Uh, Gabor, you call Gabor. him? Gabor. That's what Dwight called him that day. There was no Zeke on that board, I swear to God. So, uh, Jim is the bestest minch. Yes. Which sounds... Best weird. man. You know, I know what it means. It just, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, Bestest go- Minch. And he's going to only give good surprises, a.k.a. Gutenprankton, to mm-hmm. Dwight. So Dwight enters and says, no f- <laughs> no accidental murders on his bachelor party? I'm thinking the hangover oh, came that's out right. around oh, this it, time because yeah. of Andy. So then Moe won't be there because Dwight says he's been acting weird. Since Angela came into the picture. And he can't sleep at the foot of his bed anymore. Yeah, like a dog. <laughs> uh, at the airport, we see Daryl arrive and hurriedly run into a limo after he sees Andy waiting for a ride. Uh, and and Daryl's, like, all dressed up, too. Like he's, he's got this suit, yeah he's, yeah. he's looking dapper. He is. Um, Andy is in the cab doing a talking head where he says his audition went viral from the acapella singing star thing. And he became an internet meme with millions of hits and parodies. And we see a clip of SNL with Bill Hader and the least funny dude in the world, Seth Meyers. I don't think either of them are funny. Oh, Bill Hader's great. I like Bill Hader a lot. It depends Seth on Meyers the role. has a huge fucking head. It depends on the role because sometimes I've seen him and I'm like, that's just. He's trying to be so over-the-head ridiculous. Well, Seth Meyers looks like a fucking rat. I never said anything good about him. He looks like Templeton from... uh, Oh, my God. What's the pig's name? Or Charlotte's Web? I know what you're talking about. Jesus Christ. He's like a rat-faced douchebag. I hate hate Seth Meyers. He's not funny. His brother... His brother's funny. The guy who was on Mad TV? Yeah, that guy. Josh. He was on That 70s Show. He's the one who replaced Kelso in the later seasons. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh. So, um, what else we got here? Yeah, he did that. Andy's a joke. Oscar. So Oscar turned. Cry. Oscar turned Daryl's office into a campaign office. Yes. Which I guess he's still getting. <laughs> he's working on the clock. Doing yeah, this. I mean he's helping the new accountants. Yeah, the new girl comes in. She doesn't know what this symbol is on the papers, and it is called a Clevin. And mm-hmm. why is that, Bear? What is it? Because that was Kevin's magical number to balance his books. Eleven uh, or something about a Kevin home by seven, and he was home by four forty-five that day. Yeah, he just makes up a number that just makes everything. You know, just like the U.S. government yeah. printing money. <laughs> Do you know who um, 
That is... The girl? Yeah. No. So she actually became very famous for the Fifty Shades of Grey That's series. Don Johnson's daughter? That's Don Johnson's daughter, and her name is Dakota Johnson. Never liked the name Dakota. Nope. For male or female. Yeah, just... Or a dog. If you're going to be named after a state, just go with Carolina. Or Virginia. Virginia. Georgia. Georgia. Nah, Georgia's not cool. Nah. Georgia. Maybe... I'm trying to think if there's any other state that's a name, and I don't think there is in Nebraska. No. <laughs> Maine? Texas? No, no. Not Maryland? Ma- well, uh, But anyway, yeah. Ohio, was, Ohio. I'm sorry. <laughs> she and, was in Fifty Shades of Grey. That was, This was like her little kickoff. Is it? I yeah. have no idea. Well, she's only in this this and one other scene, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nellie arrives at the airport. She lives in Poland now, and Toby she's comes... She's basically the Scranton of the EU. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want... To, Poland's awesome. Fucking love Poland. Uh, Toby sneaks up behind her like a rapist. And he's he lives in New York now. Just got off a plane from New York City. Well, there's an... Andy took a plane in from Cornell, which is in Ithaca, Ithaca. right? Which yeah. is like a two-hour drive. Yeah. Like, yeah, these... Like, all of this, like, flying into Scranton yeah, nah. from these places. I get it from Poland. <laughs> Poland, absolutely. In Austin. Austin, yeah. get it. Which I'm going to have a lot to say about Austin as this goes on. Yeah. Especially in regards to Philadelphia. fucking Delphia. <laughs> but I regret But, guys, the only time that you would fly from here to New York... I don't even know if there's connecting flights uh, from here to New York. I don't know. That's a good question. It's too close. Like, like I know that there's connecting flights from like Avoca to Philly. Especially if you have to be there early to go through TSA and all yeah. that shit. Like just drive. Seriously. Just, you're, you're better off. Rent a fucking car. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So Toby does a talking head where he moved to New York to write the great American novel. And now he has six roommates. Which is great. But they're like friends, but they have to tell you a month before they leave. <laughs> That's such a Toby thing to say. I got friends. So Andy enters the office now. And Daryl comes in after him. And he apologizes to Andy for never calling. Apparently nobody calls Andy. He figured the number was changed. Yeah, nobody calls Andy. And uh, Jim and Pam lied, it turns out, to get everyone together for the same weekend. Mm -hmm. For Dwight's wedding and for the reunion reunion thing. And we had just see Jim go, Guten Prank, the number one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl's all excited to be living in Austin because Pam comes out. She's like, Daryl, dude. I okay. Go ahead. Let's hear what. Oh, also before before because mm-hmm. I'm gonna lose this. He says they changed the name from athlete to athlete. Le- okay, because I I'm like they just named it athlete. Like no, I ath- couldn't. Okay, athlete. My my trick ear was going out on me there. Yeah. But no, go ahead. Okay, so Pam comes out. And she's like, Daryl. Oh my god. I feel like I'm reading about athlete. All the time. Salt in the, in the wound. Oh my god. Yeah. Bitch, you could not <laughs> be fucking happy for your husband who started the fucking company, whose idea it was to start this company, and now you're literally walking in front of him congratulating somebody he brought into the company. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, you guys are doing so great. And it's like... Pam is still the villain at the end of this. <laughs> way too excited for all of that. Oh, yeah. And, to be, and Jim's way, in the background just literally like... Literally just like... Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but you didn't have to do that in front of your husband. No, that was fucked up. That was... Just the way she's like, I feel like I'm reading about athlete mm-hmm. all the time. And it's like, dude. And then Jim takes the out where he's just like, his phone goes off. He's like, oh, limo's here, guys. Yeah. For the bachelor party. I'm sorry. That whole scene... 
irked me. No, it irked no me too. Because she comes out and she's just like, oh, what are you doing? Like, she doesn't know. Oh. Like, she, if she's reading about it, she knows how successful it is. Yeah. She knows what Jim missed out on. Yep. And at the end of this, I still hate Pam just as much. I'm not going to lie. It's okay. So Oscar is going with the guys. <laughs> Even though the women wanted him to go, he said it's cliche. And after Andy broke up with Jessica, he would have been Andy. Was that, or no, what was the guy's name? Uh, oh my oh God, man. Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> but, um. No, I just love how he's like, I have to remember how I acted when I was still straight. And then you just hear him go, I'm ready, brosif. <laughs> yeah. And then he's sitting in the limo and he goes, What's that? <laughs> Which, I mean, those came out in like 99, 2000, something <laughs> yeah. like that. So he's been in the closet, or he's been on the closet for about thirteen years. Oh my god! Um, the limo pulls up to a field in the middle of nowhere, and Dwight gets to shoot his bazooka at yep. oil barrels, <laughs> and it's Guten Prompton I, I number feel two. Like this is what Saddam Hussein would do at his bachelor oh, party. Well, there'd be somebody tied to the barrels. <laughs> Guten Prompton number two, as we hear yes. Jim say. Uh, next, they go to a private room at a place, uh-huh. and. Uh, <laughs> The guy messes. There's a guy who like starts messing with Andy. Like, oh, it's Baby Wawa. I yeah. guess that's his name. And Andy says, like, you know, he. W- well, Jim tries. To yeah, be like, Jim Yo, tries man, to. We're, like, yeah. we're at a party. Like, relax. And that's when Andy's like, oh, they'll just pull out their cell phone and then that'll go viral. It's yeah, not worth it. Just let it go. So he sits down. Everybody's like feeling sorry for Andy. Mm-hmm. And he says that he was invited as a joke by the seniors to be the commencement speaker at Cornell. <laughs> but like he got a job there now in, in, the admissions. in the admissions office. And he says that things are really great. Nobody believes him. No. They're all like, no, things are like <laughs> fucking horrible for you. Your life sucks. Yep. Uh, the bachelorette party is at the farm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we meet Angela's sister, Rachel. Who serves no purpose in this episode. It's just like a way to get Rachel Harris on television. Kind of. Am yeah. I wrong? Like, No, I think it's just like to show that... Oh, there's Angela's two short blondes. The, yeah, <laughs> Angela's not the only uptight bitch. She doesn't even have like any lines in this. Aside from her and Angela speaking their Jawa language together or Well, whatever. do you know what they were saying with their Jawa language? No. Why, was, was there subtitles? Because you watch no, it? No, no, it was basically like using Pig Latin... They were talking shit on Phyllis bringing wine, oh, is that like why Phyllis, boxes of wine. Is that why Phyllis looked at the camera? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, she said it, but she was like, boxo, wine, like, like, she basically, again. Exo, like, oh no, wow. I yeah. Know, fuck it. it was basically like her making fun of her bringing wine in a box. I know a lot of people who enjoy boxed wine. Yes. Not, do you? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not me. No, I don't. I'm do not I look a big, like Phyllis fans? No, I'm not a big drinker, to be honest. You drink wine? You go on those wine trips and shit. I've gone on two wine trips for our aunt's birthday. I taste the wine. I basically buy fruit juice that has alcohol in it. Are you telling me that I've been to the wineries more than you have? Yes, I've only gone twice. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. And I really only go... Finger Lakes, everybody. It's like a family thing. Yeah, Jim Carrey's character, his family was up at the Finger Lakes. They think he's gone on a hike. The Finger Lakes vineyards and wineries. But like literally... Jackass is your favorite, right? No, that's our sister's favorite. My favorite is Glenora, which again is literally fruit juice with alcohol in it. There's Mary for you, everybody. No, I'm not kidding. I could (laughs) put it in a fucking sippy cup. And junior juice, yeah, seriously, a Capri Sun of wine. Please. <laughs> it literally is. It's a dessert wine. It tastes like peach rings. <laughs> like oh the god! Peach I had a cider. Like I had a peach cider like that. Ugh. Almost vomited. Yeah, it was so fucking gross. Ugh. Like it just my I. Puckered. See, wine's different remember, because wine is like supposed to be sweet. Yeah, wine, sweet well, wines, the dry wines. I like sweet wines. I like both. But anyway, I don't drink that much. So well, not now. Me, yeah, obviously not now. But like even before, like I still have bottles of wine from when we went for my for our sister's thirtieth birthday. She's thirty. She's forty five. Oh, stop! 
Well, it's aging then. It's that's what wine is. Well, what I mean is like I still have bottles of wine from two years ago, and I only bought like six. In ten years, (laughs) you're gonna open it up, and you're gonna be like Niles Crane. You're gonna be swishing it around. Be a sommelier. "Mm, This will pair well with a Chilean sea bass. Yes, (laughs) as an oaky afterbirth. Yeah, and grits. (laughs) Gross. Uh, So at the uh, restaurant, Dwight's starving, and the stripper arrives. It is the stripper stripper from the rabies. Um, Rabies Awareness and Bob Vance's Bachelor Party, yes. who Michael felt weird about around. And the, yeah, yeah. And Dwight, of course, even though he paid this woman twice, <laughs> does not recognize her no. as she grinds on him. Oh. He's asking for an onion loaf and bread and shit. An onion loaf for the table and a heart, what hearty soups do you have? Yeah. Uh, the women get a male stripper and it turns out that it is <sighs> Meredith's son. Jakey! And we get a very weird scene. Yo. Like. There's Number pumping. one, we saw this kid when he was fucking 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah season two. Yeah. yeah, he came to bring your daughter to work. Sorry, today. I snorted there, everybody. No, that's, <laughs> you're fine. But I think I love, going back to Dwight's scene, though, is like she puts her finger to his mouth to like sensually shut him up. Oh, yeah. And he goes, are you trying to show me what the specials taste like? <laughs> oh, they taste like cigarettes. That won't do. Like, this poor woman. He's completely just ridiculous. Also... Uh, yeah. Meredith coaching her son on his stripping technique. God. It's impressive. Now this That'd guy, be gentle, okay, Jakey. She's ask. like, that's less gentle. As a dude who's never been around male strippers, uh, am I wrong to assume that he is not what you order? Because he's like super skinny, <laughs> like he has no ass, and like he's got a um, ponytail and face tattoos. <laughs> so coming from somebody who's only gone to one, and it was on my bachelorette party, and my friends. Surprised me with it. It was Ooh, not yeah. planned. You're surprised. Um, yeah, <laughs> you weren't it, expecting. It was it a yet. big surprise. We'll say. That. Oh, Scotty, did um, you hear that? It was big. <laughs> I told You're turning Scott, red. <laughs> turning. I told Scott about that experience. It was very strange. But I think the weirdest part was so my girlfriends were like, "Oh, we we're surprising you. Like we bought tickets. Everybody's going." And so we went, and but then we find out that there is a female strip club. Like conjoined, and the bachelor party was at that one, and the girls oh, were on this. Side. It was like a Siamese strip club. Yes, that's nice. And then, um, but apparently the guys, guys, this is gonna be explicit. So if you're listening with kids in the car, pause now. Earmuffs. Save for later. Earmuffs. Um, so uh, my one girlfriend, her fiance, had never been to a strip club, and neither have had my husband, uh-huh. um, soon to be husband at that point. They'd never been to one, so they walked in. And, um... Do they stick to the floor? <laughs> there were two women eating each other out oh. as they walked into the strip club. That's delightful. And my friend's boyfriend goes, holy fuck, what have I been doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're divorced now, right? No, they just got <laughs> married. <laughs> oh, okay. But it was just like, you know, the guy side... They don't show anything. Like, the guys don't whip their dicks out. Oh, when you said the guy side, I'm like, wait, he just saw Sorry, a no, the, get the male strip side, <laughs> they don't show anything. Like, they just kind of grind on No helicopters on going you. on? No, they just, like, grind on you, essentially. Yeah. But um, on the girls, on the female strip club side, I guess... <laughs> the way you're explaining it, so, it's so tilted confusing. and weird. <laughs> it's so confusing. It's absolutely hilarious. The side of the bachelor party... Was like fucking triple X, like porno. Yeah. Meanwhile, the side the bachelorette party was on 
was very uh, chaste. The funny thing is that I'm not imagining what's going on on the stage. I'm imagining your husband's face <laughs> and the sounds the sounds that emitted from him. Because like, there's definitely a bunch of, ah, some, some weird, like, guttural. I think he probably laughed more than anything. That's what he does when he gets nervous. The classic, ha, <laughs> Yeah. The that's teeth what he does out. when he gets nervous. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Delightful. But anyway, Delightful yeah. story of uh, um, yeah, Meredith he, teaching her son to... I did not see any strippers that looked like him. Well, I was going to say, he looks like a 1998 wrestler with that ponytail. Oh. And he's thrusting into uh, Angela's face. And then Meredith tells him to be gentle, and she starts thrusting. But she, like, rips yeah, the Ange- chair up from Angela's the like, you're being rougher! This is not yeah. gentler! And then Moses on the outside peering in. <laughs> Delightful. Which uh, I'm really pissed off that there's people online who are like, never noticed this when I watched, but you can see Moe's outside. The camera like, zooms into yeah, him. Yeah, I'm like, what do you mean? Do you, are you not looking at I the fucking God, TV? I swear to God, the people who post on office pages are just dumb shits. The people who are like office memes and yeah. all that. Like, they're just dumb shit. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Dwight still doesn't get it, basically, with the stripper. Yeah. <laughs> still going on. Uh, then we see Moe's. So, it's windy out. Things are knocking. And Phyllis opens the door to check. And Moe's runs in and kidnaps Angela. <laughs> and now, in the limo, Jim gets a call explaining this to him. Yes. And Dwight starts laughing because he knows it's Moe's. And it's a ceremonial kidnapping. My God. And he has her at a pub. He has to find where she is, and then he buys drinks for everybody. It's like a he get. It was a German word he had for it. Um, yeah, I did. It was write like it, down. it was sounded like fart brat or something like that. Something I'm sure. Brat and like farter. Brought I think it was brat and farter. Yeah. Brat bride and farter. Maybe. Something like that. And uh, he knows what it is, and he's like, "Well, what pub should we go to?" And Jim tells the driver, 3030 Adams." Now, is that... Did you look up the... Address? I don't think there's a 3,000 block of Adams. I don't know. So, uh, they arrive at the bar, and Dwight's misfit toys are all there, like <laughs> Rolf and Nate, and the giant guy who looks like Brian Pesce. Yes, the, from the X-Men school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're all there, all the losers. Mm-hmm. And fucking Moses... What does Moses say? Because Moses has a beer in his hand. What's okay, he's got, a, he's got a beer in his hand. You gotta say but, in his voice. I know, but Dwight goes up to him, and he goes, Moses, and he goes... <laughs> the way he laughed made me laugh so hard. And he goes, if you want your bride, buy us a drink. If you want your bride, buy us a drink. We represent. Right? <laughs> like, that's what it's like. <laughs> and um, so Dwight buys everybody drinks, and he goes to the bartender, mm-hmm. who turns around in a great reveal, and it's Kevin Malone. Yes. And he bought the bar, which I don't believe because I know real estate prices in Scranton, <laughs> and I know that Kevin was not good with the numbers. <laughs> But Kevin owns the bar now. Well, I love how Jim goes, you need to bury the hatchet. And he goes, a waste of a good hatchet. Yeah. Such that's, a Dwight comment. So this was uh, Jim's plan. And mm-hmm. Dwight and Kevin talk it out. Dwight tells him it wasn't personal. He was just the worst at his job. Yeah. And his, por- his well, I almost said porn searches. His searches <laughs> on his computer were so filthy, they had to throw it out. <laughs> and, like, they make up. Because Kevin's just like, oh, as long as it wasn't personal. Yeah. And, and Jim says, Gutenprock number three. Uh, they go outside and Moe's unlocks Angela from his trunk. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck is wrong you with you? fucking ass! Yeah, like they bleep it all out. Jim looks me- like ter- terrified. He's, yeah, I would be too. Uh, so next morning, it's the Saturday morning panel. Mm-hmm. Florida Stanley arrives. Amazing. He, he now is like a dude who lives on the Everglades in a shack. Yeah. He's like Bobby Boucher now. He lives in a fucking swamp. <laughs> and uh, he sits on his dock and carves birds. <laughs> and uh, Andy runs into a throng of fans who mark out for him. Like, and what do they do? Rudy Doot Doot 
Or what do they say to him? They start going... Oh, so they think that nobody showed up for the panel. So Andy is like, I'll go talk to the manager and see if we can go out. And then he goes out and there are, like, people in... Um, Droves. Line? The Yeah, but it's called a turn... A Turnstiles? Turn and repeat or something like that. I don't a know. snake line. But basically, they're all like, oh my god, it's the Nard Dog! Nard Dog! Rudy doot doot doot! Oh, is that what they were Which saying? Which I fucking hate that. I don't get, is that really his, like, catchphrase? Well, he's done it on the show, like... like three times. Rudy doot doot doot! I never even knew yeah. that was a thing. But, yeah, so, yeah, there's people there and they're all happy. So now they're inside. Everybody is on the stage except for Angela... Because her legs are still numb from being yeah. in the trunk for three hours. Yes. So the first question is to David Wallace, who said he hated it, seeing his life on film. It was like did watching notice, sausage being made. Did you notice Stanley was sleeping? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he was out cold. Uh, Dwight goes off on the surveillance state of Google. And he makes points that sound insane, but are not but, totally like, wrong. Today, in today's world, you're <laughs> yeah. like, wait, isn't Google like literally getting questioned by the Senate? It's like, on, oh, yeah. like their privacy. It's like shit. the Dark Knight machine that Batman makes when he's trying to hunt down the Joker. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and Plop, why does Plop get dialogue in this episode? I don't think Clark got one line. And Plop is on stage Yo. saying. No, everybody calls me Plop, and everybody's like, "Ho oh, ho ho, fuck you, Plop." Can I You're just the worst say, fucking though, character. I meant to comment on this earlier. I don't know if they like purposely made Clark's hair a little longer, or if it was always like that. But seeing it blow in the wind at the bazooka thing, he looks like Phyllis's baby that she gave up in fucking high school. He's not pretty. He's not a pretty woman. He looks like a pr- <laughs> he He's looks like a pretty, pretty girl. girl, as the salon <laughs> exactly. girl said. But uh, yeah, Plop, fuck you, Plop. Yeah, fuck and he's not Plop. sitting next to Aaron. Also, fuck Plop. you notice that? Yeah, he sucks. They don't fuck talk Plop. about that this entire finale, nope. and I'm gonna t- we're going to talk about it at the end, everybody. Trust me. But I got things to say. <laughs> so, I hate him. Question number two, directed to Pam Beasley Halpert. Mm-hmm. What romantic gesture did you make to pay Jim back? And she stammers and gets defensive because she hasn't done dick for in the a man, year. In a year for the man she loves. And uh, she says she's working on something, which is... That's what you tell people, like, people you run into who you went to high school with. Yeah, like, man, I got some to? stuff in oh, the works. got some stuff in the works, man. <laughs> so, uh, the third question is a woman who just tells her... Well, Jim then says, ah, she pays me back every day just by being my wife. Which is kind of a dick thing to do, because he totally was just, like, outshined her in a way. Yeah. Cause, like, but, and then everybody, again, oh. cue the panties melting... Aww. Everybody's wearing those Fruit Loop panties. They're just sticking to their thighs. <laughs> uh, third question is just a woman who goes tells Jim that she could do anything to her. If or she he had could do, Jim, he, yeah, she could do anything. He'd have a pass to do anything. Anything. Yeah, she's definitely moist. And, but I love Pam. Like, is there a question there? <laughs> like, you're literally salivating over my husband. Like, is there a question? The fourth question is what was in the teapot letter? And mm-hmm. Pam won't say because she's lost a decade of her life to this, so there has to be some secrets. Well, that's, I understand. But uh, the guy says, yeah, I understand that, but what did it say? <laughs> <laughs> and basically this is, I'd say, code for, they, they don't really know. Oh, it was yeah, a, they, a total MacGuffin. They couldn't come up with something Yeah, good total enough. MacGuffin. Uh, fifth question, does your life feel pointless now? And it's all quiet and Toby just goes, yes. <laughs> Sixth question, was your portrayal accurate? And who answers, Bear? Meredith. And what does she have to say? She says, yeah, I got a bone about that one because I was working on my PhD in childhood psychology for the first seven years, and they didn't show any of that. Uh, Sure, I was hammered a lot, but it was college. (laughs) (laughs) 
Meredith went to grad school. Went She's to, for a got doctorate. a PhD. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, the seventh question, Pam, how could you doubt Jim's love? And she says uh. that she was scared and her fairy tale romance didn't feel like a fairy tale in the last year, but they're stronger than ever now. Mm-hmm. And then the eighth question comes from Joan Cusack. <laughs> uh, it turns out she's Aaron's mom. And her dad is Ed Bagley Jr., who trips over some wires and shit and whatever. Uh, that's the end. Except... I don't give a flying fuck about Aaron's parentage. Well, as it wraps up, we see oh, yeah. one man clapping in the crowd. And it, I sort of... In like a white suit. A white suit. <laughs> he looks like he's in a barbershop quartet. It's like when he jumped on the work yes. bus. And he has this massive beard. And it's Creed. And he's like tearing up. Yeah, he's all incognito. And it reminded me of the end of Billy Madison when Norm Macdonald and the fat guy are the only ones left in the auditorium. Oh my yeah. god. So um, now we're at Dwight's farm. It's the wedding. The wedding. Everybody brings cats as gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly and Ravi are there. Yes. And Ryan comes and sits with them. He has a baby. And the talking head states that he was dating a girl who went out to buy a... Uh, what Charger is it? for her e-cigarette. Yeah, and she just left them and abandoned... I love the... how he's like, oldest story in the book. Now he has the baby Drake. Drake. Like a mix between Blake and Drew. Yeah. So Angela is cramped up from the car trunk and Phyllis <laughs> vows to get her to the altar come hell or high water. Yep. Jim and Dwight are getting ready. Jim uh, tells Dwight that the bestest mensch must be older than the groom and he says he can't do it. And then He's like got tears in his eyes. Yeah. And from behind Dwight, Michael Scott is there standing. Salt and peppered Michael Scott. Yeah, looking like five years older than he left two years yeah. ago. And Dwight says, I can't believe you came. And we got a, that's what she said. Line and, number one. And then Jim, Jim does a talking head where he says, best prank ever. Yep. Uh, so the wedding is um, happening and Phyllis piggyback rides <laughs> Angela down the aisle. To? Their graves. No, to, to Sweet Child of oh, Mine. Oh, the song. That's yeah. the song that they walk down to. Beautiful. To their graves, yes. Yeah, they stand in their grave, as is tradition. That's the only escape from what you're about to do. Yes. And <laughs> Kevin, okay. Oh, and Oscar brings down the baby, because mm-hmm. he's the godfather. Now, Kevin Phillip. Kevin does a reading, and <laughs> everybody like looked like Jim and Pam, yeah. and Aaron and her parents, and Kelly and Ryan... And then Moe's looks to the female scarecrow out in the Which, field. Which, if we remember what Aunt Shirley says. <laughs> yes. What did she say? What, she's he, like, what he did to uh, that wasn't what he natural. What did to that poor, poor scarecrow lady wasn't natural. Somebody taught him sex. <laughs> so uh, they put the rings on. There's a dove release with Nate, but it fails miserably. And he like ends up slapping them out of the basket. Um, Dwight tells everybody to take their hay bales to the reception for seating. Which was pointless. <clears throat> Yes, because they had chairs. That whole scene was fucking pointless. Like what people falling over with the hay bales. Yeah, yeah, I fucking hated that. Sorry. First dance is Angela by Motley Crue. Yeah. Dwight carries her around because she's cramped and small. (laughs) Uh, And then everybody dances at Tom Petty. We see Jim and Pam kiss. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ryan gives Drake to Ravi because he's sick. (laughs) So Ravi goes in to tend to the child because he's a pediatrician. And Ryan sits with Kelly and says that he gave him strawberry because he's allergic to them, but he'll, he'll be, be okay. <laughs> and Kelly, of course, is just turned on. You gave you gave your baby uh, an, an allergic, allergic reaction, reaction just to talk to me, and they start making out. Yep. Uh, Michael is showing pics to Pam on his phone for kids. You've got okay. You just pursed your lips. Say it. Speak your truth. Okay. Number <laughs> one, where the fuck is Holly? Yeah, no Holly. And yeah. number two, he's been gone like what two years? And he apparently is not. 
in contact with anybody, it would seem. Or there's yeah, no social media. He didn't stay in contact with anybody. Um, he's got <clears throat> two kids. Yeah, two, they said kids. Yeah, minimum two kids. We got no backstory. Like, this is all the whole Michael thing is so rushed and bullshit. Um, you had forty-five fucking minutes. Fifty. Fifty minutes with this episode, and you <sighs> fucked Michael Scott over. <laughs> no. Anyway, Toby dances with Pam and starts crying because of everything. <laughs> uh, Stanley and Phyllis missed each other, and Phyllis got a. Statue, um, Stanley carved for her, but she has bird legs. You could tell, like, he started doing bird legs and then he remembered she's a human. Philip <laughs> or Phyllis. Uh, Kelly and Ryan run off into the sunset with the phrase, I finally mastered commitment yes. being uttered. Uh, Ravi gets the news from Kevin outside, so he dumps the baby, baby off on Kevin and says, Call child services. And then Nellie ends up with it, and she him. finally got him. She finally got the baby she wanted, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Uh, Michael does a talking head where he, he's watching Angela and Dwight and Jim and Pam. Mm-hmm. He says, it's like all my kids grew up and got married. Your face, you look so angry. Okay, we'll save it for the end. This <laughs> you're, guy, <laughs> you're so pissed. <laughs> what? This guy carried this fucking show for seven fucking seasons. Yeah, yeah. And in the finale, they bring him back with this grand... Oh, he doesn't care. This grand thing. And they gave him two fucking lines. I don't blame the writers. I blame Steve Carell all for this. Two fucking lines. So, anyway. Everyone's leaving now. And there's going to be a documentary party at the warehouse that night. And why wasn't he at the fucking panel? I know. I know. Why wasn't he at the fucking Because he was obviously in town. Yeah. Yeah. Why wasn't he at the documentary party? Jim and Pam arrive home, and Carol Stills is leaving with people. She was showing their home, and Jim's like, She had more lines than fucking Steve Carell, (laughs) her husband. She kind of did. And then uh, Pam tells Jim that uh, she's been trying to sell the house so they they could get an offer for it, and they could follow his dreams in Austin, Mm -hmm. and she says she's doing it for them. You know, what he said a fucking year ago. I hate this fucking shit, Bear. (laughs) I hate it. And, um... The buyers will take it, so they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Well, the warehouse, uh, everybody's getting together down there. Jim tells Daryl that he, you know, he's going to go to Austin. Daryl's all jacked up. Yep. Um, Wallace is going to contribute to Oscar's campaign. Because, I mean, Jim is still, like, a founder and... and you would like, think it's his he's idea. He's still an owner, though, because yeah. they put the money in. The yeah, there, he's an in. investor. I mean, he's... He's at I least guess. got something still yeah. going on with Athlete Peace. Yeah, I don't think he ever isn't working there full time. Well, he hasn't worked there in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pam reveals the mural that she was painting in the warehouse to everyone, and it's all of the office workers, all of the characters in the show, up painted on a wall by Pam. Without Beasley. Gabe, Gabe's not there. Don't even get me started. I miss Gabe. Uh, everyone then slinks off to the office, and Pam answers the phone that's ringing. Oh, Jim Halpert doesn't work here anymore. Well, Dunder Mifflin, this is Pam. Yeah, and Jim's at the desk, and they, you know, it's a throwback. They hey, have a little moment. Remember yeah. nine years ago? <laughs> like, Jeez. Seriously, the member berries were all over this. The, oh, this show is just a member berry bonanza. Uh, Pam does a talking head where she said she um, she didn't watch the documentary watch after the second episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. She hated seeing herself take forever to do things, and she hopes that people learn from her mistakes basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwight and Angela arrive because it's the last time they'll all be together. And Jim and Pam want to go to talk to Dwight in his office. And as they're going back, Daryl starts to play a vid and we hear Andy's voice. Mm-hmm. Now Jim and Pam tell Dwight the news and he fires them. 
and they get severance one month for every year they work there. Minimum of a year. Yeah, so they give them, like, they're like, oh my god, thank you so much, Dwight. Uh, Dwight does a talking head where they ask him if uh, how he gets along with his co-workers. Of course, he calls them subordinates because he's yeah. the manager now. <laughs> and he says, Jim Halpert was my best man. Pam Beasley is my best friend. I married Angela. Uh, now Angela Schrute. Yeah, Oscar is the godfather to my child. And Meredith Palmer can bang to, headbang to Motorhead. I was the only one who can properly headbang to Motorhead. Motorhead's so good. Do you like Motorhead? <laughs> mm-hmm. Pride? Yeah? Okay. Yeah, Andy's speech is good. That's all I wrote yeah, for Yeah, the it. commencement speech was good. <clears throat> and then he does a talking ad where he says, You wish you knew you were in the good times before you left them. Weepy, weepy. Uh, Baby Wawa. <laughs> Creed walks out of the bathroom in his boxers, brushing his teeth because he <laughs> Yo, lives. Motherfuckers got abs. Yeah, for a dude he's like Holy sixty. Fuck. He's like sixty-seven when this was. Yeah. Made. And uh, he's like lives in the bathroom. I guess at night. <laughs> he lives in Ryan's old office. <laughs> oh, that's right. The St. Paulie's girl. So he plays guitar and sings a song while everyone is all circled around. And Jim does a talking head, where he said, "I got a tape of my life. I saw my ch- me change and mature, fall in love, get married. Yeah, and Phyllis." Become a father. Phyllis does do that for me. Phyllis does a member berry here. Remember Flunkerton? Yeah. <laughs> the Office oh Olympics. God. And Creed says he still has his medal from it. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight, what does Dwight say? Do you even have a mattress? No, Angela goes, Do you even have a mattress? He goes, No, but I have my medal from that. <laughs> so uh Kevin starts crying and thinks he's gay for being emotional. Oh my god. And then we just get like a bunch of clips over the years over Creed's song. Uh Daryl says, All I ever wanted to do was leave work, but now why is it so hard to go now? And Creed says something profound uh, as Pam takes her drawing off the wall. He's like, you know, people, oh, but a so group of arbitrary. people. Yeah, but you know, I just took a job here when they were asking for help. And, you know, took human, a desk in the back because it was open. And human beings just have a way of making this their home. You know, he does this mm-hmm. whole thing. And then he goes, let's do this. And two cops drag him <laughs> off. Uh, everyone is hugging outside saying goodbye. And Jim does a talking head saying, everything I have is because of this job. And Pam does the final words of the show. I think an ordinary paper company like Dunder Mifflin was perfect for a documentary because there's a lot of beauty in the ordinary. And that's the end of... Said by a true wallflower. Oh, God. <laughs> and yet the thing is, this show started... When this show started off, I believe that because they did focus a lot on the drudgery of daily yeah. office life. By the end, everybody's the insane. The last season was too much. Well, the last... Three seasons, I want to say. Everybody went fucking crazy. Well, yeah. Starting with, like, Threat Level Midnight and that shit. And, like, that Todd Packer funny, showing up. No, no, I'm saying it's funny. But, yeah. like, don't say, like, oh, The Ordinary. That's not Ordinary. That's, that's how the show started. That's, that's not how mental it, illness. Yeah. That's how the show started. It didn't end Ordinary. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, what did you give the finale, Bear? I gave the finale 4.0. I gave it a 4.6. Now explain yourself. Okay, so... Because I, I deducted for two, um, two things in particular. I'm just curious what you did. Okay, so... <clears throat> I said it tied up everything pretty nicely. It was nice to see everybody back together again. And basically we saw, like, not everybody changes, i.e. Yeah. Kelly and Ryan, um, no matter what they do. But I just, I felt like, as a, okay, so guys, woman here, but I felt like Oh, this, this is a good thing you announced yeah, that after a hundred no, fucking episodes. No, <laughs> here's the thing. I feel like this is the closest to a blowjob I'll ever get. Because I feel like the writers, <laughs> I feel like the writers <clears throat> tried to jerk us off. Like, hey guys, oh, so remember when all of this was great and funny? So it was a <laughs> hand job, a total hand job. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Like, I feel like that's the closest I'm ever going to get. Like, it was just all fan service. Yeah. I feel like nothing was actually resolved. And you're the Pam, big fan of the series. No, it should I know. Be noted. But Pam turned into Jim Ugh. at the end. Yeah, well, she made this big grand gesture. Which, by the way, is what he wanted a year ago. Yeah. You made him waste a year of his life at a job he didn't want to work. In a city which he did not want to live. Yep. Because you were selfish. Yep. Am I wrong? Pam Beasley's no. evil. No, I wouldn't say she's evil. <laughs> she's the fucking worst, though. I think she was scared. Yeah, I get that. But I think she also could have just been like, hey, if you're ready, I'm ready. She also ran to Ryan, or Brian, Brian the camera guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love Jim and Pam. I really do. Guys, I love this show. It's go- It's still one of my favorite shows. Looking at it critically over the last, like, I don't know, what, two fucking years almost, yeah. has obviously changed... Some of my viewpoints on it, I still think that it's funny. I still think it's something that I would want to put on just to... Like, it's like a familiar thing. Like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like the theme song. Is that the song? Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like the sports center for it's like, do-do-do-do-do-do. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> right. But um, it's just... You look at these characters critically, and it almost becomes unfunny at some points. Yes. But I'm still going to appreciate it for... The humor that it did bring me. But it's just... It brought some laughs, I'm not going to lie. Um, like you it, said, we just dedicated gonna, two years of our life yeah, to this. Is it going to win a fucking Emmy for best written drama? Fuck no. They tried. <laughs> <laughs> but I just... I felt like the last four episodes were just fan service. Like, hey guys, we're wrapping it up, but remember how we were really funny the last oh, yeah. few years? They, like, they definitely did. Remember? Especially when Packer showed up in that yeah. one. You know, Like, they were trying to pull out any trick that they could to make season nine good. Like, bringing Jan back and ruining her. Oh, God, they made Jan such a, a caricature of what was yeah. a great character. If they just left her at fucking the baby, or it's sex ed. Oh, yeah, then the hospital. Assie! Yeah. That was the perfect send-off. What did you learn? What did I learn? Because the, the thing that made that such a perfect send-off for Jan was that it was one of Michael's last... It was Michael's yeah. last season. That was him closing the book on that relationship. Yes. And that was the only reason Jan was in this like show as much as it was because of Michael. So they yes. were together. So like him closing the book should have closed the book on her yeah. totally. So th- to bring her back in all white with her fucking portraits on the wall and all that... Like, they just killed that character yeah and that was a whole thing and there was no gabe fucking lewis okay gabe okay we're gonna gabe susan lewis we'll bring I'm it sorry. we'll bring it up uh, i gave it the show oh, a 4.6 this yeah. episode and i only deducted 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 i can't even fucking deducted speak. deducted for two things the first one is uh the ryan kelly thing mm-hmm. i did fuck the, abandoning a baby <laughs> like yeah even like, for this show it's just like that's what? some like if this was it's always sunny like the dumpster baby episode yeah like in that world that universe it's like oh okay but yeah. like i know ryan's like a degenerate and everything but like that's just dude fucked up yeah. <laughs> like and I, for kelly to be like oh we'll we'll just leave it with a pediatrician like kelly's obviously stupid but she's not evil yeah and Ke- like all of a sudden kelly's just like Oh, this guy who, like, is a drug addict, ex-convict, loser with nothing in his yeah, life. Who, who drives his mom's car. abuses me. Yeah, like, she doesn't... Re- like, so yeah, stupid. It, it but that, that and Steve Carell. I'm so and, you know, I, bl- I actually that. blame Steve Carell. Because this is a guy... This is the show that made him. I mean, I know people say, oh, The Daily Show and all that. No, this is the show that made him a household name. on the map. This and The 40-Year-Old Virgin. And what he did was come in, do maybe five hours tops of, like, filming, 
and just left. He had two fucking lines. Yeah, and they weren't even funny. And like the thing is, he wasn't even on. Like as a as an actor, yeah. you could tell he was just cashing a check. That's all he was fucking doing, and it was just fucked up. Like it's sad. Yeah, it, I don't know. Maybe he was just like, oh, I don't want to steal their thunder because I'm not a regular cast member anymore. But you're the only. You're like you're one of the only people. The pe- Anybody ever cared about on the show anyway? Like, people want to see Michael Scott. Like, that's when the show took a nosedive. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from a guy who's not a big Michael Scott fan. Yeah. But, like, the entire thing with Michael he, is he just... He was a huge... He was the main character for fucking seven years. Yeah. He just showed up, said his his catchphrase, that's what she said, and that was it. That was fucking it. Lame. I was they shouldn't very have even, let down They shouldn't him. have even brought him back. No. Honestly, because then it just casts a shadow and you're waiting for him to come back and it never happens. It's like fuck that. If because like if if you can't make the stars line, you can't make it work. Just don't even bother. Yeah. Um. So those were the two big deductions. But everything you said was right about like the blowjob fan service and all yeah. that. Oh like, god, yeah. I mean, I don't expect there to be much ground covered in a finale. No. Like this is a goodbye. This is a thanks for everything. Like I get it. But, but then they didn't even continue the storylines from season nine into the finale. There was like, no, oh that was nothing. No mention of them, and they were sitting opposite each other. Yeah. But yet they danced together on the dance floor at the wedding, and you're like, well, are they? Yeah, because this was a thing that dominated the entire season. Oh. The whole thing with Andy Plop and Aaron, and I, it just fucking whimpered out. Yeah, who fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah. It it didn't really like. I know I said. Are it they together? <laughs> I know I said it tied up a lot of loose ends, but it didn't tie everything together. Uh, like, there's still so many things <clears throat> that like I feel like they just they were so obsessed with getting. The fan service in that they forgot about what storylines they actually focused on this season. And another thing. Furthermore, Austin is infinitely better than Philly. As a man who has spent time in both cities, Austin is the tits. Philadelphia, if I was Jim, I you dodged a bullet, dude. Get the yeah. fuck away from Philly. Go to Austin. Enjoy the music, the food. Like, oh, God, the fucking ribs, man. Oh, the barbecue. Get, go to fucking Austin. Enjoy it. It's a good time. And the heat. The heat is nice. But um, anything else about this? No. Anything? Okay. So, this is the autopsy part. This yes. is the epilogue. So, guys, this is going to be our season nine wrap up. Once we complete season nine, we're going to go into our series wrap up. Oh. So, don't you go anywhere. <laughs> okay. All right. But before we get into this, yes. dude, why don't you tell them where they can find us? You can find us each and every Monday on any podcasting app that you use, whether that be Podbean, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, what's the other one? Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. you can find us, as well as the Jenny Position podcast feed. Go and subs- <coughs> subscribe. God, Go and subscribe today to the Jenny Position podcast feed. You'll find us there each and every Monday, and you'll get other great shows like Talking Pop, Freak Out Drive-In, Journey Through Infinity, and more with Jenny Smith and Friends. So check that out today. And also, if you want to get in touch with us, give us feedback about what you think about our opinions, what you think about The Office as a, as a whole. You can reach us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast, or you can find us uh, on Gmail at BrotherSisterRewatch at gmail.com. All one word. Yes, sir. So that brings us to the season nine uh, wrap up. Let's yes. do it. Yes. All right, guys. So this last season, I think it's pretty apparent that it was not Kevin and I's favorite. So, oh, no, yeah, no, no. by any stretch of no. the imagination. So we're going to go through really quickly. First score said will be mine, second will be Kevin's. Uh, new guys, where we are introduced to Plop and Clark, 3.0 and a 3.7. Roy's wedding, the disappointment of the season, 2.7 and a 2.2. Fuck that up. Andy's ancestry, another dismal episode, 2.0 and 2.2. Work bus, 
3.0 and a 2. Here comes Treble, 3.0 and a 1.7. I hated that fucking episode. Yes, you did. The Boat, 2.1 2.4. The Whale, where Jan is ruined, yeah. 2.5 and a 1.8. Mm. The Target, 3.3 for both of us. Dwight Christmas, the highlight of the uh, season, 3.9 and 3.7. Lice, 2.3 and 3.6. Suit Warehouse, 2.4s across the board. Customer Loyalty, 1.9 and a 2.2. Remind me of that one, Customer Loyalty. That's the one where Dwight finds <clears throat> out that Daryl is leaving. So Oh, yeah. What was the... And Aaron and Plop are like, Andy! Oh, God, yeah. yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Or no, that's when Nellie is like, we need to be loyal. And it's like, Aaron and Plop are like, we're not together. Oh, that's right. There's a guy sitting yeah, in the room. Yeah, it's a right. shit show. Yeah. Um, junior Salesman, 4.0s across the board. That's where we meet all of Dwight's reject friends. The Island of Misfit Toys. Yes. Vandalism, a 3.3 and a 2.9. Couples Discount, the Valentine's Day episode, 2.6 and a 1.6. Trash. Moving on, 2.5 and a 1.8. That's the one that they talked to Andy. Yes. In. That was trash. Yes. Uh, the Farm, a 3.0 and a 1.3 from Kevin. Oh, it's horrible. Promos, 3.4 and a 3. Stairmageddon, 3.9 and 3.8. Paper Airplane, 2.8 and 2.4. Live in the Dream, 4.2 and a 3.3. <clears throat> Arm, 4.2 and a 4.0. And then the finale, 4.0. Zero and a four point six. So um, now, guys, before I give you our averages for season nine, mm. we do have the seasons one through nine Broken averages. Down. Yeah, yeah. So for season one, Kevin and I both rated those six episodes a three point three average. I'd like to say that uh, Diversity Day saved that season. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. And the um. The last one, I think it's the hot girl. The hot girl. And basketball was okay, too. Basketball that was the fifth was episode, too. I think. Yeah. Though. But, like, there, the Alliance was in that the one, Alliance I think. The Alliance was not a strong bleh. showing. Yeah. Um, season two, our averages were 3.7 and a 3.9 from Kevin. I was ahead of you? Yeah. Wow. Cool. <laughs> probably the five on Casino Night. Yep. Probably. You gave out um, three fives in season two. I can tell you what they are. The first one, I think, is healthcare. Which was the second episode. The second episode. The mm-hmm. uh, the other one was the injury where Michael burns his foot on the George Foreman grill. Okay. And I want to say the last one is Casino Night, if I Probably. am remembering correctly. Unless, was oh, Benjamin Franklin was season three. Because I remember I gave five to Benjamin Franklin. I fucking <laughs> love that episode. Oh my God. Um, so, all right. So then we go over to season three. We both gave it 4.1. Yeah, season three was a tale of two seasons. Yes. That was the first half of that season, well, first third of that season we hated. Yeah. Because that was the Stanford. That was Stanford and Scranton. Yeah, and it was just like, Ugh. Yeah. Um, season four, we went 3.9 and a 3.5. That was the writer's strike season, as we talked. There was only, yeah. I think, 14 episodes. Was that season four or season... Yeah. yeah, because Goodbye Toby was like the 14th episode that season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, right. th- that's a five-star episode. <laughs> Oh, it is. But, but uh, the rest of it was just kind of meh. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, season five, we both or I gave it a four point one. You gave it a three point eight. I did. Yes. I did. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, season six was a three point five for myself and a three point four from you. We did not like season six. I can tell Ooh. you all right now why I did not like. I think both of us. Because everybody was a douchebag. That, that season. That was the season where everybody sucked. Yeah, everybody's Even, awful, awful characteristics. Yeah, like were Phyllis is only. a Phyllis is a bitch. Yeah, she's like the worst. Yeah, that I hated that season. Yeah, season seven we both gave four point ones. Season seven was good. Yes. Yeah. It was strong. Yeah, it really def- was. Definitely was. Um, season eight, three point six from me and a three point two from you. That three point two exists because those Robert California. Robert California <laughs> carried that season. Um, season nine, guys. These are our final tallies for season nine, which I don't <laughs> think should be surprising to nah. anybody. I gave it a two point nine, and Kevin gave it a two point eight. Yeah, I did not like season. So nine. our overall scores, our ratings for this show out of the nine seasons, out of five stars. Yes, I gave it a three point seven, and Kevin gave it a three point six. Which, if you remember from the beginning, we were like on opposite ends of the spectrum. <sighs> Myself being a huge fan, and Kevin, I'm a, I'm a novice to this. show. Yeah, this is all like. Everything from Goodbye Toby onward is new to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I watch these for the first time, and a lot of them for the last time. Yeah. I'm never watching Get the Girl again. Like, no. That is the... I That's think that was the nadir. than Scott's Tots. I think that was the nadir of the show, honestly. I don't think it got lower than that. Um, yeah. Scott's Tots... You know, that's another thing, is... If I graded dinner party like everyone fucking said I should, I'd be ahead of you on points yeah. probably. Because dinner party is fucking genius. I've come around on it. It's all right. It's good. It's fucking genius. It's no, it's not genius. It's not as good as like other episodes. It's not as good as like threat level midnight. It's not as good as Benjamin Franklin, which is just all around funny. Like, well, you're saucy. <laughs> yeah, like fucking horny Benjamin Franklin. It's awesome. But um. Yeah, it, it's good, though. And horny for Pam. <laughs> oh, totally. It's just like, he wants to get inside her knit sweater. Oh, God. But, um, her okay. cardigan. So that's our grades, and I think what I want to say about The Office is a 3.6 is a an above-average show. It absolutely is. It's a good is. show. And I was thinking the other day, cause, especially because when you think of a show, you think of shows like it or within its orbit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, that was on must-see TV, the Thursday night NBC block starting in the 80s. And it went through with, like, Friends and mm-hmm. Frasier and The Office and Parks and Rec, which I don't really like from what I've seen. But, um... You just don't like well, Amy Poehler. I, you fucking hate Amy Poehler. I just don't think she's funny. Now, Karen Filippelli's on that show, and she's funny. She and Perkins. Is. And Perkins. She's funny. Rob um, Lowe is on there. Rob, yeah, Rob Lowe. And, I think that's him Perkins. in real life, honestly. And Perkins. When I saw Rob Lowe at an NFL game last year wearing the black NFL hat, <laughs> not rooting for either team, I was like, that's fucking Rob Lowe. <laughs> But um, now, when I think about The Office, because like a lot of people will die for this show, there yes. are like some diehard motherfuckers for. Oh, this show. I love this show. Yeah, but I but uh, you can't just blindly love something. You have oh, to be able to see its faults. Yeah, flaws. Yeah, and like uh, I'm thinking of like shows. Let's just say that NBC, 15 years before preceding mm-hmm. it, Night Court. Fantastic. I'd watch Night Court over The Office. I really? Probably, I really, I really would. I would watch Frasier over The Office. I think you would too, though. Mm. Oh, come on. I was just talking about the episode today when Niles is getting the divorce and he has to move into the Shangri-La apartments. Listen, I like I like Frasier, but you and our other brother are like... Obsessed? Obsessed. Because we want to be Niles and Frasier. Listen, Kevin wanted <laughs> us to review Frasier, and then we were like, no, because we'd literally just be like reading the script. Because it's so great. Because it is funny. It's a very intelligent and funny show. Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. My husband I like loves Se- it. I like, like Seinfeld a lot more than The Office. Um, 
I'm trying to think of maybe it's just that I haven't watched a lot of Seinfeld. Oh, you're missing out. But I'm trying to think of other uh, NBC hits. Those are the Friends. big three. Friend, no, I hate fucking. Exactly. Friends. I'd watch Thank this you. over Friends. I'd watch this over. God, I'm trying to think. What was the What was on at the same time? Oh, you know what show? It's this is probably gonna sound like blasphemy. Everybody loves Raymond. No, 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 no. Uh, it came on before. It was the show that led into the Office. Oh. The eight o'clock show or the eight thirty show? Excuse me. On uh, Thursday night. My name is Earl. I actually enjoy that show. I would probably watch that show over The Office, believe it or not. I think no, that's an I, underrated I do show. I believe that. I think that's you an underrated show. loved My Name is Earl from the get-go. Oh, that, that shit. Oh, God, it's so good. But all I'm saying is that The Office is a very, very good show. Mm-hmm. I think I enjoyed it. Overall, this experience was awesome. But I don't think it's like this top echelon great show. I think... No, okay. So I think that this show has so many one-liners... And like things You're going to say can, our brother's theory, aren't you? I don't know what you're talking about, but oh, you will get he, to that. Okay, okay. So it has so many one-liners, and it has so many situations that like, you can take those lines and apply them to different situations. That's what she said. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or like <laughs> how in 2019, everybody was posting the thing that Dwight says at Phyllis's wedding. There's too many people on this earth. We need a new plague. Welcome to fucking 2020. Well, like the meme <laughs> with... Uh, all the characters, and they'd say COVID-19, coronavirus, and then it's well, Creed yeah. speaking in Mandarin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. And th- that's another thing. That's our brother's theory about the enduring popularity of the show. It's been off the air for seven years now. Yeah. Eight years when you're listening to this. Yeah. yeah. Um, his theory is that it is a show for the internet age. And this is, mm-hmm. we've talked about before how the lack of five-star episodes is because of the uneven writing. Yeah. Where they do two or three storylines and it, one of them is almost always a dud. Yeah. And it's not well-rounded writing. Not every episode is really good. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's probably only three episodes in the entire series that are, like, perfect. Like, perfect, perfect. Mm. I, I, Five. I, I think dinner <laughs> Okay, out of over 200 fun. episodes that we just watched, ten at the most that we could say are, like, that's a perfect episode. All right. Um, is 200? We watched 208, I believe. Yeah, there's a shit ton of these fucking episodes. But well, um, Oh, yeah, because some seasons have almost 30 episodes. Yeah, yeah you're So right. we watch a lot. And I think that because the shows themselves are not that great, but the moments pop for yes. memes, for one-liners and stuff like And in the internet age with GIFs and memes and shit like that, that is where the show drives... That's where it gets its power. Yeah. It's because when you sit and watch these, like, we were just shrugging sometimes. Like, there was times when there we walked moments, in here. There were yeah. Where and we, we were just were, like, we don't want to fucking talk about this. Yeah. Like, the show's not great. It felt like a job having to take notes and watch that's, these episodes. That's how I felt during season six and season nine. And a bits of season eight. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, the show's not season as good. Season nine. Uh, but I knew going in that season They were mailing nine, in season nine. Uh, well, I yeah. I knew going in that season nine was going to be like... Guys, you're always like, oh, yeah, the first, like, season, first two seasons, this is fucking great. Season three, fantastic. You almost forget when you agree to do these things. Like, oh, it did end, and not on the greatest note, and I'm going to have to do that. And, like, when you look at our grades, three, seven, three, six, it kind of goes to that theory where it's the episode is a seesaw. We go to one storyline, it's up. The next one, it's down. Yeah. We go to the third one, and maybe it's in the middle. Because it's not a four and above, it's not... Three and below. Yeah. It's like in that middle range where it's just like slightly above average. You're okay with it. Yeah. And I think that that's not the worst thing. It had almost a decade run. Yeah. It had a good run. And it still is one of the most popular shows on Netflix. The biggest streaming service. Hold on. Netflix. 
Speaking of, guys, <laughs> Happy New Year when we're recording this. Yeah, in April when you're listening to this and you're watching Peacock. Kevin and we had I to got get it in. right in under we, the wire. We had to get it in right under the fucking wire and we did it. Now, uh, we've got some time here. Um, tell me, rewatching this, you're a longtime watcher. Mm-hmm. Is there any character that disappointed you or any character that surprised you that you never really noticed before until you watched it critically? I... I gained more appreciation for Stanley. Okay. Um, I think the one that I was most disappointed was with was um, Pam. Me too. Okay, I'm glad. my The one who stood out for me the most was a character I never saw until I watched it here. Gabe Lewis. Gabriel Susan Lewis. <laughs> I think from season six through, he was in that first episode of season nine. Yes. And then he came back for the... That episode with Plop. Yes. I think Gabe was a fucking all-star. I he, think... He, he really... With the material he was given, yeah, and he like delivered the, it Like a minute perfectly. each episode, and he yeah. comes in and fucking owns it. Yeah. That was like a revelation to me, because I'd never seen him, and it was just like, yeah, this stick bum just fucking came in and owned it. <laughs> but, um... And he was only like 25 at that. He was just like a young yeah. guy, and his timing was awesome. He had a grasp on the character. But about Pam. Okay, so coming in, like I said, I watched the first four seasons back in 2005 through 7, mm-hmm. 8, whatever. It's been a long time. And I was just like, oh, yeah, her and Jim are, him, Jim. Her and Jim. Her and Jim are quirky together. They're funny. And, like, they're going to get together eventually because he was going to propose to her when I stopped watching. And um, the more I watch it, the more I realize that she's dull. She's not that funny. She's... Average. She's an average person. She's ordinary. There's beauty in the ordinary. There's no. There's not when you take down a really good guy. <laughs> but <laughs> I just the more I watched it, the more I was just like, this is your main character. Like she's. Well, I, I understand you need a straight person. Yeah. And like we always said, like Oscar, her, and Jim were like the straight people yeah. in the office. No pun intended for Oscar. <laughs> but um, like they were the straight players. Yeah. And you need that. Yeah. And a lot of times. They deserve more credit than the the puncher, you know? Yeah. Pam just... There was some times where I was just like, I hate this character. Mm-hmm. The way, I hate the way she's written. And it's just... It's not at me. But see... Okay, so... Because I wanted to like her so bad. I know. So, as much as I'm disappointed with Pam, she's also the one I identify with the most. Because you're a woman. No. Because <laughs> you got um, red hair. No. <laughs> I don't have red hair, by the way, guys. Right now. <laughs> Um, no, what I was going to say is, so my husband, everybody loves my husband. My husband is the gym because everybody loves him. Nobody has a bad thing to say about him. He makes everybody laugh. He only takes He's forever hilarious. to set up his amp. Yeah. He's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, he's hilarious. Everybody loves him. And I feel like... That's the guy? The guy who didn't say a word around our family for five years? <laughs> This gregarious guy who comes in with his infectious smile. <laughs> All right, I'll buy it. But um, I feel like, okay, so do you remember the episode where Pam was trying to pull a prank on Dwight when he first owned the building and they got stuck in the elevator? Yes. And she's and like, she, they don't the call corner. me the Bart Simpson Scranton for nothing. Mm-hmm. And he goes, do they call you that? <laughs> like, him calling her out being like, do they really say that though, Pam? Like, that's how I feel well, like I am because and- I'm such a cheesy person where like, my cheesiness is what makes my husband laugh. And Danny Cordray would have said you were quirky. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, the one day um, my dog came... You are really cheesy. I know. Like, if Cheesy had a sailor mouth. That yes. Would be you. Like, exactly. you're, that, you're that cheese wheel in the Cheez-It commercial, but you're like, you're like, fucking twat. I'm, 
I'm not the matured age. Yeah, yeah, you're still I'm like not the aged. Cheddar. You're the adolescent cheddar who just learned fucking tits and f- twat and shit like that. What did I say at dinner tonight? How did I describe my old boss? The only way to accurately describe her is as a mega cunt. That's what you said. That's yeah. like the fifth c word now. Yep. But anyway, um. Like, the one night, for example, so whenever I take a shower, I leave my bra on the doorknob of the closet in the bathroom, and my husband goes, Achilles, come here and show your mother what you did. And my dog comes out, and he's got, he, like, got his head in the, like, strap of my bra, so he had he this would. bra around my around his neck. I'm surprised and- he didn't hang himself, like David Carradine. <laughs> But I looked at him and I go, Achilles, did you get stuck in a booby trap? Oh, like, that's the level God. of cheese that I am. I mean, and I my love husband, puns. But my husband loved it. Ah! <laughs> Just <laughs> he thought it was hilarious. So you think you're the Pam, huh? I, I do. And it's disappointing to me at the end of this that she didn't live up to the right expectations. No, because... Like, they made it was her, like, super, disappointing. They made her super serious most of the time. Yeah. Which, like I said... I, is normal I, for I've a said human. This, well, yeah, I've said this from the beginning, is that this is a show that is going, like, following the lives of normal people. Mm-hmm. So they are going to act normal. Like, there are yeah. going to be dramatic moments. There's going to be moments of silliness. There's going to be moments of self-awareness and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. I get that. And th- that's why, like, I cut it a break sometimes. Like, I mean, season nine just got a little much, though. Yeah. But, like, Pam was always the one to have those serious moments. Like, the time that... Jim kissed uh, Amy Adams in the parking lot, and she's with Roy, and she's, like, crying. Mm-hmm. And then the moment when she, like, runs across the hot coals at Lake Scranton. Mm-hmm. And then all of season nine with Brian and all that shit. Like, they they wrote her in a way where she was just always... There was, she was a drama llama. She when you really think about it. She, it's almost like she waited too long to do anything. So at the It pent t- up. Yeah, so yeah. at a certain point, when she does decide to act on whatever she's feeling... It comes off as very dramatic because she's so late to the game. Yeah, it just boils over yeah. to the point where she explodes and she just looks like a fucking lunatic. Yeah. And, like, I, there are people like that. Yeah. I understand that. I don't think that Jim, somebody like Jim would have fallen for somebody like that. No, that's the whole thing. It's like, I get... The, the whole Jim-Pam thing is very well laid out from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Like, you could see why they feel that way around each other or about each other and whatnot. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, like, who Pam became... Like, it seemed like she went off on this weird tangent in her life where Jim did change. And he but he... Ch- he changed so much that the arm episode we did last week, yeah. it seemed out of character for him. Yeah. Like, he had grown beyond that. He was still goofy and funny and everything yeah. like that, but he wasn't at that level he anymore. He had goals. Yeah. And mat- he had he gotten had to a level of maturity. And, like, his pranks on Dwight had gotten to a point where he's just winking at it now yeah. behind Dwight's back. It, it's not like I'm going to put your stapler in jello anymore. Yeah. And I'm not like, going to put coins in your fucking phone yeah. head so you... So, like, like Jim's growth made sense, and yeah. it was very linear. Whereas Pam is just, like, they threw wet shit at a wall and just saw where it splattered. Yeah. yeah. And it was just not, it was poorly conceived unless it was meant to be that way, in which point it made the viewer kind of like, oh, turn them off to people. Yeah. So. Well, some people's growth patterns are that way, though. But the show definitely missed Michael Scott. It definitely missed Robert California. And the lack of a driver in season nine, because Dwight wasn't that guy, and Andy no. was gone for most of it, season nine just circled the drain. 
So yeah. I will give Michael Scott his due. Not my favorite character, but important to the show. Can I just say, though? The oh, savior... Holly sucked, too. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. The savior of season nine was Senator Lipton. Oh, 100%. That was the only... I think we've said <laughs> a few times. Angela, and Senator Lipton. That's the only thing we cared about. carried this fucking season. Yeah, that's all we cared about. Cause... And it took three fucking characters to carry this. what Robert California did. Yeah, it... Oh, God. California is so underrated. And Aaron can go suck a fuck. I don't even want to talk about the plop Aaron stuff because there was four seasons of Aaron love interest stuff. Whether it was her and Andy or like Ryan tried to fuck her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, it was so gross. And then just like over Aaron. Aaron was a character I wanted to root for and then at the end I just don't care. You wanted to. You really did. I still like her more than Andy. (laughs) Uh, It's a toss up for me. Andy's another one who... I hate them both. My memories of Andy... Because I only had watched through season yeah. four. I was just like, oh, he's the guy who went to anger management, then he got a little goofy. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking God. He I, went off the rails. I didn't realize it was a volcano of fecal matter. <laughs> like, this character is trash, and yeah. he ruined so many episodes. But um, Agreed. So, it's just, that's our wrap-up. Do, yeah. Is there anything we want to talk about any of the characters, or the seasons, or anything else? Nellie wasn't as bad as No, I'm going to give Nellie a, a pass. For. Because I remember... Season 8, she was a shithead. But season 9, she, like, blended right into the ensemble. Season 9, Nellie, no problem. That is the least offensive character in season 9, as far as I'm concerned. Especially when they did the thing with Toby. Yeah. Toby, unheralded. Love, love (laughs) Toby. Smile if you love men's prostates. (laughs) (laughs) Phyllis, Phyllis dropped in my eyes. Because there were so many episodes where she was a shithead. Yeah. And, like, the whole... Yeah. I don't know. Fuck it. So I guess that'll be it, huh, Mary? Yeah, man. Hey, guys. I bet you're wondering what we're going to do next. Yes. We've gone through a lot of... A lot of material with The Office. Yeah. Oh, if you saw the notes I have right here. Dude, he has a fucking book. I have three notebooks <laughs> I know, I like, worth of notes. So many notes from this fucking show. Trying to gather all of our wrap-ups from every other season. I literally have like a pile of notebooks at my desk at home. We do more work on this than we do in our actual day jobs. <laughs> yeah, it's actually... I, I don't think it's wrong. <laughs> I think there's some truth to it. Um, you no, know, you're not wrong. That's the yeah. problem. <laughs> so that'll be it for uh, The Office, guys. We're done with it. However, we will be back next week, and we'll be covering something totally different. And We're it, really excited about oh, it. Oh, we're very excited. I, I mean, you're probably thinking it's going to be a TV show. I'm going to tell you right. That's the only thing I'm going to tell you. It's not a television show. Mm-hmm. But you're going to enjoy We're not it. committing to another two years of our lives for a not y- series. N- not yet. Series. Maybe down the road, but not Maybe. yet. Right now we have a, uh, a project that we both agreed on. That and, we're both excited about. And we're going to explain it next week because I think we're going to we're gonna have fun with each other on this one. It's going to be yep. a lot of fun. But... And we hope you guys have fun with us too. And I hope you guys enjoyed our look back on nine seasons of The Office. Yeah, I mean, we cataloged you, everything here. Yeah, I mean, if you've stuck with us this long, there's got to be something here, right? Uh, maybe they just <laughs> enjoy hearing a woman yell, fuck, into the microphone. I don't know. But um, Hey, if that's your kink, whatever. <laughs> Come on back. Well, we're going to get an OnlyFans then. <laughs> But um, we might as well make some real money off this. But um, so we'll be back next week with that. And in the meantime, if you have any thoughts on the office or our thoughts on the office, you can send them to us at tw- on Twitter at Brosis Podcast, or if you have long form uh, feedback, just send it to us at BrotherSisterRewatch at gmail.com. We'll be happy to hear from you. You can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether that be Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, wherever. And you can find us each and every Monday on the Jenny Position podcast feed, along with the other great content by Jennifer Smith and their uh, cadre of friends over there. Mm-hmm. So, guys, until next week, we'll catch you on down the road. Thanks, guys.
Yeah.